0: I'm Alex Fitzpatrick, and this is the Spanish Segunda Show, the show where we cast our eye over all 22 clubs in La Liga High Promotion. And I'm delighted to say that on this edition, this is going to be a Spanish Segunda Show. First, I was going to say we'll be focusing on just one club on this show, but actually that's not true because we'll be bringing you an interview in English with Alcorcon coach Medi Nafti. He spoke to Liam ahead of their South Madrid derby this weekend against Leganes. In the interview, he was his open and honest self, as you'll hear in a moment, as they talked about his difficult spell as coach of Levante. Uh, his time at Lugo, football in Tunisia, AFCON, Birmingham City, contract renewal talks and of course the terrific job that he is doing at Alcocon so far. Without further ado, over to Liam and of course Mehdi Nafti.
1: Delighted to be joined this afternoon by Alcorcon coach Meli Nafti, a man who spent his playing days in Spain, France, Greece and of course in England with Birmingham City, as well as winning 46 caps for Tunisia and being a part of their African Cup of Nations squad, which lifted the trophy on home soil in 2004. However, is of course his current role on which we're going to focus the majority of our attention today, along with the time which you spent in recent seasons with three other Segunda clubs at the time, Lugo, Leb- Leganes and Levante. Many, many thanks for agreeing to talk to us. And to start with, I'd like to take you back to December when you took over the, the reigns at Alcorcon. They were second bottom with just 14 points from 19 games. And in just seven games, you've managed to double their points tally. For the season, what changes have you made since arriving to bring about such a dramatic transformation in results?
2: Um, well, um, well, I think um, when you when you get to a club um, after um, three or four um, game um, after three or four losing games. Um, obviously mentally uh, the team was uh, was was a bit down was a bit sad so uh, so i think the first uh, the first job that we have to do as a, as a manager is try to bring back this this confidence to the to the to the players um asap as soon as possible but um, it's it's not easy especially that we had a game um, 3 days after in in Tenerife the game that we lost so our first game we, we lost one 0 So, so it, it was not easy it was not easy. You, you have to talk to the players you have to make individual meetings um, and you have to start for the basics for the basics and so have to, uh, to be a compact team uh, try to defend well, try to win uh, your, your own uh, challenges and uh, and I think that's um, try to defend well the set pieces and this is um, where we, where we had to start really.
1: I think it's fair to say that, that you had a similarly positive impact at Leganes, who were also in the relegation zone when, when you joined them. You'd also done an excellent job at uh, Lugo before that, when they were also struggling. Um, and those jobs, I think, meant that you got your chance at Le Mante, which obviously was a club with, with different aspirations. They wanted an immediate return to Primera. What, what are your feelings about your time at, at Le Mante?
2: It was tough. It was tough um, yeah, at the beginning. Obviously, it's a great challenge. It's a great challenge that you can't say no to a club uh, who, who has just been relegated and they want to go back to uh, to La Liga uh, during the first year. It, it, it was it was difficult. It was difficult. Most of the players they wanted to leave uh, during the preseason. They wanted to stay in La in La Liga. So I had to to talk with with uh, most of the players. Um, uh, it was difficult because um, your, your energy is going less and less even during the the, the, the season and um, and obviously the pressure was massive because um, everyone wanted to be uh, in, the, in the top two top one top three uh, after um, in, in, um, after the first games of the of the league so it, it was not easy because winning was normal. And, uh, and a draw or losing a game was dramatic. So it was not easy at all.
1: No, I can imagine that. No, I suspect that, that would have been a problem for anybody coming into that job, wouldn't it, to be fair? Um, as, as I mentioned in my introduction, you experienced success as, as a player before becoming a coach, uh, most significantly with, with Tunisia in the 2004 uh, African Cup of Nations. I imagine you watched a fair bit of the recent tournament, despite Tunisia's involvement being fairly brief. Um, what did you make of the tournament overall, despite the disappointment of Tunisia's performance?
2: With uh, with the last African Cup of Nations, yes. Well, I think the problem is is very deep. It is the problem is deep with uh, with our country, um, starting for the federation, um, the boards we have. Uh, uh, the problem is for the clubs; uh, they don't have money. There's no formations for the for the kids, the academy. Are not working well um so all this impact even with the best players in tunisia as soon as they uh, perform uh, instead of uh, choosing top uh, leagues like england like spain like france like italy like germany um they they want to earn money um, as soon as possible so they 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 choose for the career going to uh, Qatar or to Saudi Arabia where um, the the level is not uh, as good as Europe for example uh, so so that's why things that they, they are not uh, they are not working uh, the president of the federation of tunisia is in jail um, so nothing was done uh, to have um, a competitive squad during this uh, this tournament um now uh, in march uh, there is an election that we're gonna they're gonna we're gonna have a new uh, new president for the federation uh and we're gonna start from zero from nil again and uh, we'll see that um that in the next years we we start uh being more professional because i think the problem is just there that's that we're not enough professional
1: mm-hmm. and, and what did you think of the tournament overall did you do you watch much of it apart from uh, the Tunisian games or when Tunisia went out was that kind of the end of your interest in the, in the tournament? I'm going
2: to tell you the truth. I, uh, Apart from Tunisian games I didn't watch any game. That's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right.
1: Uh, but having said that uh, you, you have got some uh, real African talent in uh, some, in your squad at Alcocon haven't you? Obviously Adai and Ateki and Amarciano who signed on loan from Amaria. he looks a, a really decent player a really promising addition to the squad. You've also already uh, Familiarise yourself, obviously, with Jacobo and Chiki and Diego Sosa. Is it is it fair to say that you were a little bit surprised, given the quality that is at the club, uh, where they where they were in the league? Did you feel like possibly they should be higher up?
2: Oof, a top question. Um, um, we have we have a good squad. We have a good squad. Um, uh, maybe um, we need to make uh, more more efforts. I think we have to make um, uh, more more effort. We had to start uh, in terms of defense. The team was defending well, but now uh, Adai is just about to to be at his best um, as uh, shape. Uh, Jacobo is coming back from an injury. Uh, Chiki the same. Uh, we had a new signing from Fedevico. Who has spent a, nearly a year without playing because he was in Greece and he had two bad injuries and now he's, he's about to 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 be in the squad again. Um, I I have more options right now uh, to to try to have more chances and to to create problems to um, to the other teams starting with uh, with Leganes on 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 Sunday. Um, I think I'm gonna have more more options, but yes, it's fair enough to say that uh, that um, I have like nearly nine players for three positions uh, up front
1: Right, okay, so definitely a stronger squad, even stronger than when you came in, probably, then, you think. Um, in terms of that, that strengthening of the squad in January, I think for, for English football fans, it's, it's it's really interesting, this dynamic where, in general, in Spain, the coach has, has, has very little input in, into which players are signed. You know, it's something that the director deportivo is, is focusing on, the sporting director. How involved were you in the discussions which, which brought Federico Mariano, and Marciano and Ica Bilbao to the club during during the transfer window. And, and how does your relationship with Andres Fernandez compare to that which you had, for instance, with the, the sporting directors at Lugo and at, at Leganes and Levante? Um,
2: well, the impact I had with uh, bringing... of well, Federico it was quite easy because uh, he wanted to leave um, uh, Greece. He wanted to leave Greece. He wanted to come back in in spain with with all his uh his family and it was quite easy because i he was my player in Leganes as well so we had that feeling uh and uh and it was quite it was quite uh, easy to convince him to to join us uh marciano was a good option that uh, andres andres took bring us because him as well he was a sports director of uh of uh, of Almeria at his time, so he had the rela- a good relation with the club, and uh, Marciano Marciano wanted to leave the club, and he needs uh, he need games, he need minutes, so that's why uh, it was uh, a good option for us to uh, to bring him. And uh, Iker Bilbao, um, at the beginning of the of the transfer window, I I asked uh, Andres that I wanted another defensive midfield. Um, Box to box, we can say, but he can be as well playing as a as a number six in uh, in front of the defense. And uh, Iker Bilbao was uh, was a good option as well. Um, always thinking that uh, in the winter transfer window, it's it's quite hard to find a good opportunity, especially that we don't have uh, enough money.
1: No, of course not. As, as, as obviously budget's a consideration, are And how does that compare in terms? It sounds like you have quite a close relationship with Andres. How yeah. does that? Compare? How, how does that it's compare good. to the sporting director at at, at, at Lugo, at Leganese, Levante? Because we hear stories, don't we? If you even I remember Cazorra at um, Oviedo last year and essentially Ferreira said I didn't know he was being signed. And, you know, we find that quite strange as English football fans to hear that. But it sounds like you work quite closely with Andres. Is, is that, has that been the case with you with all four jobs that you've had in Segundo or has it differed very, very much in, in other clubs?
2: I think in my case it was quite easy in Lugo. I have like um, even a friend, uh, friendly, friendly relation with uh, with the sports director that I had, Jorge de Cozar and Manolo Mandia. In Leganes, that I can say that Chema Indies is uh, is a friend, is is a friend with Andres. It's quite easy as well to to work in Levante it was a bit different with uh, with uh, Felipe Mignambres. Uh but um, normally I, I I have close relations with. Uh, with my uh, my my bosses, I would say um, even if I need it, and as well I need it. I need to work in that condition that you have the feeling that you work in a in a family, uh, even if as well it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's business, it's 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 a job. But I need to have this um, this atmosphere in the in the club.
1: Right, thank you, um, and. <laughs> You're clearly an inspirational leader of men, Mehdi. That's that's quite obvious from the success you've had in in, in, in bringing teams on and, and, and digging them out of the hole that they're in. You left Balajot when they were fourth in the league, though, and they knocked Eibar and Las Palmas out of, the, out of the Copa de Rey. And the Fuenlabrada coach at that time, José Ron Sandoval, once claimed that you offered to fight him after the game when you were in charge at Leganés. Um, is that fiery temperament? Is that passion? Is that emotion that we can all see and that we love? And that for me, if I replied, I'd want to run through walls for you? Can that also be your biggest enemy as well? Is that something that sometimes gets you into trouble?
2: Probably, probably, probably. Um, and I and I work on it. Eh? And I work on on that. Uh, I always had that uh, that temper as a player um as a manager i need it i try to control it um, as much as i can but uh, sometimes it's not easy it's just me uh, i try not to be a uh, an actor in in my job i just try to be myself and uh, if the person in front of me is happy good if not well what can we do i can't make happy everybody um and I try to be to be myself, and even sometimes it's quite hard.
1: You mentioned this as a player. I, I, I was very amused by your comments the other day on the blue card, and and you said that football would uh, you prefer it if football copied rugby and uh, and did not let any player talk to the referee or his assistants about any of their decisions. I just I just wonder how you feel you would have coped with that in your playing
2: days. Would you have been comfortable with that particular rule or not? Uh, probably not. Probably. <laughs> but but i think it would be a good solution these days uh for the players and for the referee i think that would be a good solutions we can see that always players and referee this disc- disc- um having uh, uh bad bad words on the on the pitch yellow cards um you lose your energy Um uh, and, and it's not good i think it's not good for the football if um sometimes footballs they are like kids they're like kids, they're like babies, they need to follow rules. If the rule is that that you're not allowed to talk to the referee, I think that it would be easier for, for everyone.
1: Talking of your playing days, um, what, what are your memories of your time with Birmingham City? Other than that, it was presumably colder than anywhere else that you spent your playing career.
2: <laughs> it was a great, uh, great experience as a man, as a player, uh, because... Um, uh, during four or five years in Birmingham, um, I, I I passed for a few um, good and bad moments. Um, I had a bad injury. I broke my knee I'm nearly signs nearly signing for for Birmingham. I spent a full year um, without uh, any game uh, just d- during the the year of the of the Walker Cup so the World Cup in in Germany for for me that was uh, that was dramatic that year because the timing was just very slow. To come back with the uh, with uh, with the national team, and um, I had great moments. Um, uh, we got promoted with Birmingham. I met great people, like good good managers, like Steve Bruce, uh, Eric Black, who was his assistant manager, which I speak with recently. I spoke with him. Um, I had worst experiences with uh, Alex McLeish. For example, um and the atmosphere in England as a as a player is uh, is the best uh, a footballer can have in in his life.
1: Brilliant. You, you speak very passionately about football. I heard you say recently, you know, that you, you, you think football is like a circus nowadays, but what can you do? You love it, it's your passion. And and you did spend over nine months out of the game between leaving with that. Uh, uh, last February and joining Alcocon, D- Do you find it difficult to be on the sidelines for that long? Or are you one of those people who, who can fill his days with the other pleasures in life and until the moment comes along when you can you can get involved again?
2: I think uh, manager, uh, coach, I think is a, is a disease. I think so. Be- because when you don't work, you're sad, you're at home, your wife, she can't even handle you. Uh, uh, and when you work, you're stressed, and uh, and you go home as well, and uh, and you're never happy. So I don't know when I'm going to be happy with uh, in my job. Maybe when I when I will leave my job in in ten years. I, I don't think I'm going to get more over than ten years. Um, yes, I think we quite uh, it's quite silly to be a manager those days. See?
1: Indeed. Uh, looking ahead to the big derby this weekend against Leganese in, in, in Budarki, does this game hold extra significance for you because it's the first time that you've returned there as the opposition coach since your time there? Or from your point of view, is is it just another game? Is it just another three points that you want to try and win?
2: Well, obviously, with the situations we have on the on the on the table, I think we we yes, the three points are the most important things. But as well. Um, as well on looking on the on the other side going back to, to Leganes for me is uh it would be a, a great moment because I felt uh when I was in Leganes the club um helped me a lot with me with my family uh I felt like I was at home during the month there uh I felt uh loved in uh in Leganes and uh obviously um I hope that uh, they will go back to, to La Liga next season but um uh, we, the three points for us is the most important thing on, on Sunday. I hope they will win all all the games, but uh, starting from Monday. Not Sunday.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Exactly. Um, on, on being appointed before Christmas, it was announced that uh, your deal with Alcocon was until the end of the season, which I know is not unusual in Segunda. I mean, after the immediately incredibly positive effect that you've had on, on the team, Alcocon's fans, I imagine, will be desperate for you to stay. Have you got any news on that front? Has there been any negotiations with the club about what might happen next season, or is it just about getting to the end of this season and then seeing where you are then?
2: Even if I would, uh, it would be impossible. It would be impossible right now. Till till we will will secure uh, staying in uh, in this category in this league, um, it would be impossible to start talking. Uh, uh, you know that in football everything is going so quickly that today. Today I can be uh, Guardiola, and tomorrow tomorrow I'll be a piece of shit uh, to say with uh, with bad words. So no, I don't think about that. I don't think about that. I'm just focused on the on my work, on my job, and in the in the next games. But 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 to be fair, I'm I'm very happy. My family is, is very happy here.
1: Fantastic. I mean, we wish you the best of luck with that quest to stay in in Segunda. We've really loved watching Okokon in recent weeks. We love that fighting spirit that that all of your players demonstrate, particularly illustrated last weekend. I felt in a match that was really, really tough for you and and you held the lead for over 90 minutes ultimately, didn't you? So tremendous to watch you um, turning their fortunes around and we hope that you'll return to Butake this weekend is a positive one for you and Al-Coc- Alcocon. With the best of respects to to wheel, we'll be keeping our fingers crossed for you, many. Thank you so much for your time.
2: Thank you, thank you for your call. Cheers.
0: Listening to that, I'm sure you will have enjoyed it just as much as me. Terrific to hear Medi Nafti so open and honest. We must say a huge thank you to him and also to the press officer at Alcorcon, Alejandro Denorio, for making it happen. Finally, before we go, you may have seen our uh, on our socials that Liam and I are starting a brand new project. The, the Spanish Scunda Show En español, lo más y lo menos de la semana. Uh, in our weekly Bite Size show, we're going to pick out the positive and the negative of the week and talk about them in Spanish. The show will be totally different from that which is on the English feed. So, if you're a Spanish speaker or just looking to improve your Spanish, then come and give it a listen. And just to say, don't worry, we will, of course, continue with our usual show that we put out weekly in English too. That's all we've got time for on this show. Thanks for listening. And remember, segunda doesn't mean second best.
2: No, maybe
0: I can again.